Hey there, welcome to another Tesla Motors Club podcast. My name is Lewis. I'm Doug. And I'm Mike. On today's episode, we have a bombshell news announcement to cover. <laughs> I'm still I'm still shocked. It's been a few days, I'm still surprised. GM announces they will be switching over to use Tesla's charging plug or the NACS standard. <laughs> Ford recently announced it. GM's following suit. Anyway, I'm still shocked. Anyway, we'll, we'll get into that. We're also going to cover a bunch of awesome, interesting FSD version 11 latest stuff. Uh, we have a special guest. Rocco Speranza is going to come on. He's a YouTuber. Lots of people know who he is. Uh, he has more viewers than us, so certainly uh, more, more of you guys probably know him than me. Um, and he, uh, he tests FSD a lot. It's really interesting. So we'll get into that um, and more. Episode 43, starting right now. All right, we're back. We're here. How are you gentlemen today? Excellent. Pretty good. Pretty good. I'm on the East Coast still, and uh, we're recovering from uh, from all the smoke from Canada. So, uh, Have you been migrating south as the smoke has been coming down? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but it, it was pretty bad uh, last week, and uh, it's kind of funny because I, I did – the thing that made me – uh, leave the West Coast at least temporarily was uh, all the crazy smoke from the uh, fires, uh, you know, around the start of the COVID pandemic. Because uh, okay, I can't, I can't uh, do stuff, and I can't like go running. <laughs> and it was like, okay, this is terrible. And uh, now here it's here. So uh, climate change is real, people. <laughs> the, the the solution is I don't leave my house, and when I do leave my house, I'm in my beautiful Tesla that has you know, HEPA filters and bioweapon defense. Mode. Right, right. <laughs> so I'm covered, right? Like, it's good. It's good. You know, what's funny about that is uh, Elon seems to have forgotten that uh, the Model Y got the, the HEPA filters also. Uh, he was like, oh, yes, the Model X and Model uh, Model S have them, but uh, not the three and the Y. I'm like, uh, <laughs> uh, that used directed. to be true. Yeah, it used to be true. <laughs> but maybe you should, uh, you know, keep up on, uh, on the product. Current, current events. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> too much, too much going on on Twitter. All right, so Ouch. before before we get into before we get in all the juicy juicy gossip, uh, have to introduce our special guest, Rocco Speranza. Welcome to the show. Why Dang. don't you tell the few people who don't know who you are um, a little bit about yourself and your Tesla story? Uh, yes, uh, my name is Rocco. Of course, um, I have been beta testing since December of 2020. Um, just kind of did it as a hobby. I got into Tesla, just, I wanted an electric car. And as everyone knows, they're one of the best you can get. So uh, that's what I decided to get. At uh, age 26, I got my first Tesla and I'm 31 now. It's been best car I've ever had. Well, second car, but <laughs> best, um, best car. Best attitude. Sure. <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. They quite an upgrade for my first one, but um yeah, so I, I'm here. Um, it's an honor to be on. This is actually my first podcast I've ever been on, so it's kind of new for me. Wait, but, so what uh, was the first car? You can't leave us hanging. Uh, 1999 Hyundai Accent. Oh, okay. Okay, that's Very, better than my first car. Well, the, the struts were about to fall out, and it vibrated going above 65. <laughs> <laughs> so... Well, you probably don't want, you know, you don't want too many teenagers driving that fast anyway. So, um, 
might, it might have been good to keep you slow down. So tell us a little about you. You got a YouTube channel. You've been doing YouTube videos for I think I looked on as it, like been like 13 years now or something. This is kind of crazy. Um, tell us a little bit about yeah. that. Yeah. So I um, in high school, um, I guess YouTube just you know started to become big, and I I heard a few people can make money off of it, and so I started uh, just making videos, but really just tech videos. I um you know just you know standard high school nerd just made videos on relate. computer stuff <laughs> <laughs> and um so uh just anything like youtube was pretty fresh um back then there wasn't a lot of videos and so whenever you would look something up on a computer you just couldn't find anything on it so it's like okay i'll make a video on it so people have the information i wish i had when i was trying to find it so i you know i just started out doing basic basic tech videos and then i kind of like took a break during college um my channel actually got deleted or not del- well hacked and then deleted. Um, and so I had to kind of start, start from scratch again. Um, but then I kind of retook it over when I got full self-driving beta figured people wanted to see those videos. And so I kind of started making a structure of those videos and we can, I guess we can talk about that here in a, in a little bit. And so that's that's basically where I am. I basically keep mostly to full cell driving. Occasionally, I have been wanting to make some on like electric uh, power tools, uh, like uh, the Ego products, like chainsaws and all that stuff. Doing a lot of I just purchased a house a couple of years ago, so installing a charger and all those type of things, um, just to kind of you know keep it related to EVs, but um, still keep it interesting as well. Right on. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I, um, it, it's it's interesting because it seems like oh, it might be not that hard to do, but it's a lot of work. It's it takes a lot to do those things. Like I installed, uh, I've installed two uh, Tesla chargers, and but each time I'm like, oh, I should record this and put it up and do a thing, and it's like I don't end up doing. It. You got to go through all that effort and all that work. So I, I appreciate folks like you that do actually make the videos and you know show the interesting stuff. So. Um, yeah, let's let's put some B-roll on there, Doug or Danny. Who? Why we why we shut that off? We got Rocco's driving uh, <laughs> video yeah. about what he's doing here. So you're you're basically testing FSD beta, right? This is that's right. So this this right here is what I call my crazy hill test. If you look in the lower right, you'll see I never counted, but a bunch of hairpin turns. Um, and so when I first got beta, December of 2020, I just got my house um and this is near it and i tried doing this i basically gave up because (laughs) it wouldn't it wouldn't even do it um it it was just i didn't even bother making a video it's like well i can't even get one turn without it crashing basically not not the car but the software we just you know red hands uh every time i would go around a curve and it just would give up so i just basically manually drove up and down and so I didn't bother making making one, but you can see I have playlists on my videos of each route I take. So if you want to go back, I think let me see if I can find how far that goes back. So crazy hill, probably the beginning of twenty twenty one. And so in twenty twenty one, what uh, what were we on then? I think version eight eight point two. Maybe I can find out here in just a second. Oldie but moldy. <laughs> 8.2. That's ancient. Come on. 
Yeah, it was. Uh, it's kind of crazy because that's back when the uh, all it had the visualization with all the dots on the screen, mm. and so that was uh, everything has changed a lot. It's not like bringing up the playlist for me, but um, anyways. But if if you go to, go to YouTube channel, I'll have a link to the playlist, and then you can compare each version. This most recent one you're watching right now is the first time it ever got to uh, zero interventions on this. Oh, wow. It wasn't perfect by any means, um, so I don't want to exaggerate that. Like I would trust it falling asleep, um, yet. But uh, the biggest issue, and you'll see it at this turn most likely, is it stays too far left. Uh, and I was thinking that. I was like, man, it, it, good thing there's no oncoming yeah, traffic. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> there's no oncoming traffic, or the or the Porsche that's <laughs> racing up the, uh, you know, doing the doing the hill climb or whatever. I've actually had that from the opposite direction, so. On the video before this one in the playlist, well, I was going up the hill, and I—I I mean, as a human, I couldn't see either. Uh, it, you go around this blind turn, and then a car all, all of a sudden shows up, uh, and the foliage will block it, so I can't see that car coming down the hill, and my car, of course, can't see it coming um, as I'm coming up, and so we kind of just like met. Uh, we still made it, uh, but. You know, it's one of those close calls where you might have to like um, break all the way and then restart. Do they have mirrors posted on it? Like normally, I've driven places like this. They have mirrors up so you can actually up in the see corner, the so corner. you can see. Yeah, uh, not here. Uh, we oh, do have a wow. couple places in town. I don't. Uh, I don't think do FSD beta will uh, will work with those. Mirrors. Certainly, <laughs> <laughs> the Tesla's not going to use the mirrors, but a person. So this. So really, a person doesn't have better visibility here than the Tesla does. Um, so that's. It's impressive. So it got down to zero interventions. You said it's been about two years um, and uh, of testing this specific route with it. And the like two years ago, it didn't work at all. Uh, the software just couldn't handle it. And then you've just, has it been like a progressive improvement where there's been, um, you know, like where it's just been fewer and fewer interventions as you've gone? Or, any um, or has it been back and forth? Like, did it, was it better and then it got worse? I'm just curious. For, for this particular route, it, it seems... I, I would usually test it every few updates, every major okay. update, mm -hmm. and it did get usually better each time. Uh, now that's not always the case, uh, yeah. where some some updates you know have will have regressions, but this route particularly uh, did usually find something improved every single time. And what part that's, of the country is this in? Like, where is this route located? This, or this is uh, near Saluda, North Carolina. So, if you look up the Green River, uh, this is. Right next, this this is all of a mile, half mile off I twenty six. So this is very popular to get down for. It's a kayaking competition. It's down here for whitewater kayaking, and so gotcha. this is super popular for kayakers to come up and down this road all the time. So for the the audio listeners, you know what we're doing is we're watching this video of uh, of the of FSD just sort of driving down this very hilly. Uh, yeah, what, what a lane in lane in a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> narrow and it's just uh you know it's uh bordered by you know a slope. trees and uh yeah and there's no uh, guardrail or anything of course it's going down fairly slowly and honestly uh you know if i were driving i would have i wouldn't like i would have taken over a long time ago like it's it it's doing it but especially around each curve it's so uh cautious and it's not as smooth as i'd want um and yeah, it is kind of hanging out. Like I, I don't think it's quite realizing this is a possibly a two, 
two direction road. Uh, so you might end up, you know, encountering somebody. Um, so yeah. <laughs> I, I do on the way back up. So as I'm sure I'll get to that later in the video, but, um, I can jump there. It's somewhere later in the video. I, it, it, I have it marked in the chapters where it starts, starts going back up, hmm. but, um, it will um, it usually gets really hesitant and it'll just kind of break harshly when it meets someone. And then it, it usually does just fine. As long as you're not on mm -hmm. a um, very narrow section of it, then it'll this practically it'll looks like one lane. It, yeah. yeah it's I, crazy. I, I gotta say Rocco, I'm, I'm impressed, but you know, I, I watch this and I'm trying to figure out why your car can do all this really cool shit you know, going up and down the hill like this. <laughs> My car can't get out of the damn neighborhood because of a roundabout. There's a disconnect there somehow. I'm just not sure where. <laughs> I've, I've noticed that did you have a lot of pedestrians or other cars, I assume, around? Um, it, it, on my little route, there's cars parked on the side, which the which FSD tends to struggle with especially if the cars aren't parked up against the curb, if they're parked kind of, you know, as most people would with the butt hanging out in the air, or maybe mm -hmm. they're away from the curb too far. Uh, FSD seems to struggle with that. Um, not a lot of pedestrians. It's, it's okay. just street traffic. Yeah. I've noticed the more complex the situation that it seems the more difficult. Like if you had, if I had more cars coming down on, it towards me in this video. It I, I think it would struggle a bit. Yeah. A lot. Yeah, definitely. I, I honestly got lucky on this, this route because I never would have expected to get zero interventions because I would normally meet someone coming around a corner and then I would have to disengage, but I just kind of, you know, let it do its thing. And then sure enough, it made it. And this is the first version that actually not crashed the specifically crashed the software. <laughs> um, with the, not not the specified that, <laughs> <laughs> but um, to uh, with the red hands, it would always just freak out going around a corner. It just like wouldn't know yep, what to do, yep. and it would just you know. Well, see, that's what I get leaving my neighborhood is is it basically goes in what I call a cyber meltdown and just just says I'm done. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> yeah, and and so that's definitely improved with version eleven. So I, I I'm they're that's impressive. There. That's yeah. impressive. And, yeah, um, that's really the, cool. So. Um, yeah, I mean, so you have a lot of FSD content in your channel. We'll come back. I do want to talk more about a lot of this stuff because it is interesting. Yeah. And I, I love seeing how it's been evolving over time, which you do cover uh, very well. And you have a lot of knowledge on. Uh, I do want to talk about, though, before, because we could spend all day. I could talk, we could talk about FSD <laughs> for the next five hours. I do want to cover the, the GM news because I'm, Again, I'm still like I've told people like I feel like I've told random strangers this news like at the supermarket, right? Like I brought it up to my wife at least three times. She'll be like, "Yeah, you already told me," and I'm like, "Oh, I did." Like I, I, I don't know. To me, I can't believe it when when Tesla first announced they were opening their standard, and I, I and for I'm putting that in quotes. They were opening their right, standard right. because air quotes. We we viewed it as very as like a yeah, this is just some BS to get some tax dollars because the whole White House had their incentive program, yada yada. We're like. It's ten years too late, right? Like Tesla. Yeah, the timing was standard. the timing was terrible. Right, it was really bad. Um, and we're like, no one is going to use this. No one is. But man, I don't know who worked the magic. It was Elon. Uh, if it was, you know, some uh, COO person, you know, like that, I don't it, know about. It, or it's not magic. It's not magic. It's 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 a very tacit acknowledgement that the CCS charging network as a whole just sucks. 
and Fair. and these and these car vendors are looking, going, we want to sell EVs, we want to sell our cars, and customers are walking away because they can't charge their car. And here's Elon with a standard that everybody loves to death, right or wrong, and it works. So, I mean, in my mind, it's a no-brainer. Yes, it's late, but it's not too late, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty sure it was it was too late. It's like, uh, okay, it's it's a nicer connector. It's definitely a nicer, uh, you know, nicer Design ergonomics. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ergonomics is yeah. much better. By far. Uh, especially compared to Chademo and and uh, you know and CCS one often often it's it's CCS one isn't that bad. Uh, I sometimes I feel like the um, some of the charging station uh, you know vendors or whatever that they're like they're trying to be too fancy with it and they have like this extra handle or something on it. Uh, I've seen fairly oh, the big sleek handle, ones, the big, like the big handle on it. Yeah, like as if like you a know, fuel pump. Yeah, it's, it's like a bit too much. So I, you know, I, I used an i3, and that on the on the EVgo chargers, I, it was handleable, but not as nice as the the Tesla connector. But the main thing about the Tesla is the reliability of the of the network. Um, and I mean that that that's maybe I, I don't know. I feel like that's orthogonal to the connector itself. Um, you know that that doesn't doesn't have to be related. So. Um, but yeah, I was pretty sure that, uh, okay, yeah, sure. You know, you had this closed standard for a while, uh, that was a, in a way a, a moat that Tesla had. Um, they were the only ones that actually made that investment of, of that. We're going to build out our own, um, our own charging infrastructure when no other manufacturer was going to do that. You know, certainly a few years ago, True. Rivian has kind of dabbled in it a bit, um, uh, since so Rivian Mercedes and, I mean, I mean, Mercedes, do they have their own, their own network? They're, they're dabble. I mean, as you said, they dabbled, you know, they kind of played around with it and not really, they weren't serious. Well, I mean, as I, I said before, well, it's capital intensive, so I can understand why they weren't serious. Right. And, and, <laughs> you know, if you look at um, pretty much everyone that's tried to be in the business of a charging network, uh, you know, in terms of selling the electricity as opposed to just selling the hardware, a lot of those guys went out of business. Uh, of course, it might have been a little early. There might not have been enough of a, of a user base, um, but they couldn't do it profitably. In many states, it's illegal actually to sell electricity. You need to be a, a uh, um, you know, an energy producer to do that. Um, and so instead, they have to pay, you know, charge for time or something like that instead of power. Right, right. And, and um, charging per kilowatts per minute. Right. So um, it was sort of a, a difficult thing. And Tesla made the choice that, okay, we're going to have to be in the charging network game also. Um, but since they're only supporting their own vehicles, it, it made a lot of sense. Right. And they, and they had that vertical integration and the, the nice software of just, you know, plugging and charging without having to carry around, uh, you know, a separate RFID tags or whatever to, uh, to initiate the charging. Um, so, okay, so GM has now followed Ford, uh, and that feels like, okay, these are two major manufacturers, and that gets the dominoes falling to a better standard. Um, and now also some charging networks have said, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll start uh, having the NACS connector, you know, that Tesla connector. Okay, that's fine, but that doesn't make them better, 
right? Yeah, I, like, I was going to say it's 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 not just the connector that makes it the experience right. that you want. It's it's everything. It's a package deal. It's the fact that you and I and any Tesla customer can roll into a Tesla supercharger, pop the door, plug the connector in, and literally walk away. I mean, that is the epitome of seamless. I mean, Tesla even makes the <laughs> the the, uh, the door popping a nice little experience. Right? They do. They do. <laughs> Um, uh, which is more than I can say for GM with their CCS doors. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, I kind of wonder if this is going to open the door on a few more aspects of it. Cause you know, if, if you watch um, the, uh, the video that was put out about CCS versus the Tesla infrastructure inside the car, you're talking about Sandy Monroe's uh, Monroe's YouTube, mm -hmm. where where he did a side by side, and I hadn't realized that CCS was so ugly under the hood, as it were. Uh, it's so ugly on the surface. Why well, it is, under but the hood you know, you would think yeah, maybe I'm giving the manufacturers too much credit. But. <laughs> <laughs> Even the standard is a little bit dumb. It uses power line communication when you have yeah. pins that could have been data pins. Anyway, understood, you know. understood, but it was it was very stark when you look at that YouTube video and you see Tesla's design laid out next to the CCS design, and you know he comes up and says, "Yeah, the the Tesla is you know thirty five percent cheaper to put in per car or per unit," and, and you're talking some real money when you're dealing with two hundred thousand units, three hundred thousand units. I mean, that's a lot of money saved, and I'm wondering if GM and Ford are kind of looking at that going maybe we should leverage a little bit more of Tesla, you know, not just the, the plug itself. Yeah. You know, that's probably likely, I mean, that, you know, Tesla being vertically integrated, they have a real incentive to, you know, not just decreasing the, the I mean, obviously decreasing the, the cost, right. The, the overall cost and the elegance and the simplicity, but also, you know, individual parts, uh, since they are making those parts as opposed to, you know, GM, I mean, I don't know, but uh, you would assume that there might, there may be a third party. Certainly there's a third party that makes the uh, connector, the charger connector, maybe also some stuff, you know, downstream of that connector in terms of where it goes into the car. So, yeah. So what you're proposing is will, uh, will Tesla be selling more of that hardware you know, if they sell the the port, or they're also selling. Right. You know, here's the port, the and here's the down. cable, here's the control and electronics. We'll make a nice mm -hmm. package deal. You know, you can save. You know, maybe fifteen percent per unit. We'll take the other fifteen percent in our pocket. You know, I mean, I mean that, that's the stuff we don't know anything about, right? We don't know what Tesla is getting out of this. Like how much. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, they may be making it as if it's like an open standard, but we don't know how much Ford or GM is 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 paying Tesla to have access to True. the to the superchargers to uh, for whatever hardware they might have. We do know that Tesla will open their API up so that you know, say the Ford navigation system can find superchargers that are compatible with uh, with Ford vehicles to to charge them, which is and, you know another thing that makes the experience great. Like when I'm traveling, it does. But it's it 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 bothers my friends who drive Teslas a lot. You know, based on on some of the rumblings I've heard, you know, people are right. worried about Chevy bolts showing up and sucking up a, a slot, or you know, whatever. Uh, sure. Most of the Tesla owners I know are not happy about this at all. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's not all positives for you know, both sides, right? There's going to be pros and cons to each. Rocco, I'm curious. Have you? Have, I assume you've 
you've had a Tesla, you said something, it's been what, like, you know, eight years now or Five something? Years. Yeah. Five years. Okay. Five years. Yeah. Um, so I assume you've done, you've had supercharging, you know, throughout the yeah, ownership of the Tesla. Lewis is not a supercharger. That's I, why I, he's so, so I've been, <laughs> I, so I, I'm now coming up on a year. I'm, I'm a week away from one year of owning my car, never plugged it into anything except for my home charger. But um, anyway, yeah. uh, but if you so so, first of all, I just been just curious. Were you surprised to hear about these other car companies, Ford and then GM, saying they're going to switch off of CCS? Did that that come as a surprise to you? Um, the, well, Ford is short notice, and so is GM's. Um, so it wasn't honestly that surprising. So there was a video that San, Sandy Moreau and Moreau Associates put out last year where they interviewed Ford. Mm-hmm. Yep. And as yep. soon as they did that, they asked about would you partner with Tesla charging or some some question regarding that. And it's like, right. yeah, they're going to do it. Um, that that's when after that video, it's like, yeah, they're definitely talking with Tesla. And yeah. um, and so sure enough, uh, I was actually on a road trip back home when that announcement happened. And so I was like trying to trying to explain it to my mom why it was such a big <laughs> deal. She didn't quite understand it, but um, but uh, yeah, so. I, I think well, as soon as one big automaker took it, then it's basically just a domino effect for the rest. And sure enough, GM, you know, just last week sure. did the same thing. I, my guess would be Rivian would be the next one that will do it. What about really? Chrysler with, with the big electrification of their Jeeps and uh, the whole Jeep infrastructure? It could be. Um, I, I hope um, with, with the Jeeps, I mean, Jeeps like to you know, go off-road and that's why the, the Rivian network would be really nice to have a NAT connector because I, I like to go camping a lot. And so sure. I go in the middle of nowhere. And so yeah. Tesla doesn't seem to want to build chargers out in that area. So if you can get someone like Rivian, who will, that's just a win-win for everyone. Yeah. They're talking about putting solar power in, right? Isn't that the deal? Uh, they call them like adventure stations or something like that. The, the adventure network. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So two two observations. <laughs> One is that we're gonna call it the knack now. Is that the, the <laughs> like the band? Say that. And uh, and also uh, you know, again, you know, Rivian uh, sort of following the Tesla model, and of, of course, I'm sure they have plenty of ex Tesla employees there. Um, <laughs> yeah, go. You know, the original course. again, the original promise <laughs> of the supercharger network was. Uh, free forever and solar powered. So they're supposed to be like solar. Yeah, we're, still waiting, we're still waiting for that we're solar power. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I got batteries for that. The way that I guess the way they do it right now is the solar installations from their customer base offset the supercharger. I think it's the way they you know, get around that wording. Well, it's, yeah. it's, it's fungible, right? So you can, yeah, you can say that. Sure. I, I mean, <laughs> and, like, I'm not going to fault them. It didn't make sense financially to be building uh solar panels at every location and uh you know it could be a solar farm it could be on you know some completely different location that's fine they're electrons you know you can move them around that's fine it's true <laughs> move free <Right>. readily too <laughs> it is uh, what so, they do. so uh you know i guess wait so what does this really mean like I, i've said that the you know I, i'm not really sure certainly other um like, you know, other vehicles using the Tesla network, I think that'll be a nicer experience for them compared to the other uh, vehicles in terms of, you know, CCS1 maybe going away or at least becoming less popular. 
you know, often there's that, that sort of beta VHS comparison, uh, which isn't a perfect metaphor really. Cause, no. um, uh, you know, yeah, beta lost beta was there before. Uh, and I, you know, honestly, and I, I will say I've been wrong. I, 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 yeah, we all were like, Tesla's a little too late to the game with this, uh, by trying to make an open standard, but you have to think, you know, this stuff was already in the works. Uh, and we just didn't know about it because, you know, a, a company like Ford and a company like GM you know, stuff, it takes time for them to make decisions like that. Right. <laughs> so the, this had to be at least months months in the works and does anyone remember uh when tesla made that announcement of opening up the opening up the standard uh like i mean i, I want to say maybe eight months ago yeah i think it was like yeah. last fall if it was only last fall you think the stuff would have to have already been in the works now it did seem to correspond with a you know sort of a government announcement of uh of trying to uh, subsidize uh, yes, charging connectors. Supposed to be building out the uh, the new charging system. You and know, and that chargers every fifty miles or so. Right, and and that uh, that seems to favor CCS, right? Uh, because that's so far you know, was the established uh, standard. So I don't know if uh, if the government will you know, change their minds on that or not. Um, but again, it's, it's not a perfect analogy. You know, of course, VHS went out. Um, some people think beta was the better standard. It wasn't necessarily better. I grew up with beta. We had a beta machine. Uh, it was fine, but- um, you, you know, chose when, poorly. It, it wasn't me. I was, I was a child. Uh, it wasn't my choice, but it was my much older brother who, who chose because beta, I don't know why. I don't. I, if I could tell him, I'd, I even then I think it was kind of obvious when he did it sometime in the early '80s. But um, anyway, it's not a really great comparison because you know what? Uh, I couldn't put my VHS uh, tapes in a Betamax player, but um, you know, you can have adapters, right? You can adapt right. between uh, between. Well, and they've said as much. I mean, right? So they can coexist for a while, and and that should be fine. I think manufacturers really should want to use that Tesla connector because gee, it's cheaper, but also just in terms of the design of your, of your vehicle, um, you know, you don't need such a big opening like Tesla did it nice and sleek so they could stick it, you know, behind a reflection on a taillight. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, you know, so that's, that's pretty cool. I guess another thing to consider though is, you know, the placement of the charging port. I don't like Tesla's choice of where the charging port is. I think, um, well, the rear driver's side doesn't make like a lot of You don't like their front cameras either, so. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's, issue. that's a tangent. Let's not go there. Yeah, don't get me down that road. But the, the main thing is that there is, especially in cities, curbside charging, and yep. you don't want the connector hanging out into the road, right? I agree. Um, so I would have thought, you know, and also when people park, at least in the U.S., they tend to park nose in. Uh, and so I would have thought the charging connector should have been the front right Quarter Pass, panel somewhere there. Side front. It's, right. it's funny you. It's funny front. you bring that up about that port position because we just got a complaint from our HOA about charging one of the Teslas in the street because the cord has to basically go around the back of the car into the street and then back up into the port, or I lay it over the car. Hmm. Neither of which they like because the connector is facing the street. Yeah, because I mean, they're in HOA. Can, yeah, park facing the wrong direction in your area. Uh, I can't do that either. They'll write a ticket for you. So. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I don't, I don't understand that choice, um, but it is what it is. And all the, again, vertical integration, all the 
superchargers are designed for you know the the car to back in unless it's a pull through design which you know there are some of those too but now um you know all these other manufacturers put their charge port wherever right um if they put it in the front right then it's potentially compatible they can pull in and that's equivalent to being on the the you know driver's side uh, yep. rear but um, not everybody does that and I don't remember where it is on the bolt. I think on the bolt, it might be rear uh, passenger side. I don't remember. Uh, um, and uh, so then when, if that person, you know, parks the charge, he's in the wrong spot. So he's effectively taking two, two stalls. Uh, yeah, that's no, going to be an friends. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be an issue. So, uh, so I, I mean, it sounds to me like both of you are very, very much thinking about the fact that this is going to impact Tesla supercharger users, because the main reason to do this for all these other manufacturers is so that their uh, customers can access the Tesla network. But what what are your thoughts on like the other charging networks switching over to using this well, port too? Okay, right. So, so like I imagine EVgo and those types are gonna switch so over. L- let me correct you some here, Lewis. <laughs> I, I I think I think, and this is my personal opinion, that for both Ford and GM have decided to embrace NAC. Nax, whatever we want to call it, <laughs> <laughs> um, st- really because they've got a customer base that they want to tap into. They want people to buy their cars or EVs in particular, mm-hmm. and they've they've already seen in the last couple of years that the CCS charging network, as a rule, just sucks completely across the board. Sure, and people are literally saying, "We won't buy your car because it's not a Tesla and it doesn't have the Tesla experience for charging." I told Cadillac that straight up. When, when we were talking about the Lyric. Um, in fact, when I mentioned that, they just hung up the phone and that was the last conversation I had with them. Uh, <laughs> so They probably so, had enough experience with Tesla fanboys. Uh, yeah, so, you know, well, but CCS hate is real, you know? <laughs> and, you know, EVgo already supports Tesla to a degree. They've got a plug-and-go type system available that will support Tesla with a CCS adapter. They don't care whose. It's passive, so it just passes through. I use it. It works well. Um, They've had Tesla charging for a very long time, which is really Chatham-owned disguise. So that's kind of a sneak way to get in. But that's low. That's only 50 kilowatts. EA is in trouble. EA's got the worst reputation that I'm aware of. I hear EA is blowing up Rivian's. Uh, yeah, there was one that caught fire recently <laughs> and burned down in the, in the, in the parking area. So not, not a good PR movie, <laughs> but you got to feel like EA is, uh, you know, it's like Volkswagen putting on the high vis vest and, uh, picking up trash on the side of the road, right? Yeah. Community uh, service. Yeah, exactly. It, it's their, it's their, well, their this diesel gate. I mean, it's penance for diesel. It's their, yeah. It's their penance. Right. So are they even, do they even re- really have their hearts in it? You know, they're, it's begrudging. I, right? I, uh, up to now, I would agree. It is very begrudging. I think Volkswagen's going to have to take a hard look and decide if they're serious about it or if they're going to walk away from it. Well, do I mean, they even have that option? Uh, I mean, this maybe. is this is their penance, right? Uh, well, they're forced to do this, right? They they were forced to do it. I'm not sure when that order runs out or if it's already run out. I mean, yeah. okay, so I I feel like the the shock is that the whole world, for the most part, most of the world uses CCS. 
North America was a little bit different because Teslas were here first and whatever, and they had their own sure. standard. And I feel like most people, not customers, but most like industry type folks, were probably hoping that eventually Tesla would give up on the NACS type thing. It wasn't going to happen, but that like everything would and just be yeah. CCS, right? <laughs> because like if you look at it from a manufacturer standpoint, Tesla even has to put CCS ports in their cars For in other countries, European, right? Yes. So they do both styles and it's kind of a it's kind of annoying that manufacturers would have to do this so what i'm wondering is you know um do you guys think that uh other car companies that aren't made in the u.s are gonna possibly add these to their cars i mean I, and when i say yeah. not made in the u.s i'm not talking about like you know like for example jeeps are manufactured in italy now i mean like non-us branded companies I, you know I, bmw volkswagen um or japanese companies toyota or whatever I, I do you think, think they're gonna start using nacs when uh, they sell you know, EVs in the U.S. I, I think they, I think they will. Um, you think so? Yeah, because um, look, you know, I, th- I think the trajectory right now, we'll see. And I'm, I'm surprised as anybody that I think the trajectory will be the, uh, the Nax or whatever you want to call it, the Tesla connector, because it just, it just simply is better. There are industry organizations that you know support CCS, and they're kind of pissed maybe about it. But it's, it overall, this is good. I don't think it's like some huge, amazing thing like Tesla wins or whatever. I just think it's it's better. It's just a better connector, so it's a better experience for the consumer. Um, and uh, and well, I think if you look at someone like Nissan, for example, uh, Nissan still has Chademo on their do. on on their vehicles in the U.S. Okay, that standard is definitely dying in the U.S. Now it's a Japanese standard, and their vehicles in Japan still have a separate Chidemo and J seventeen seventy two connector. If they're going to keep selling EVs in the U.S. at some point, they're going to have to get rid of Chidemo. Why not just go straight to the Tesla connector? It will save them money. Right? So, so at, uh, riddle me this, Doug. I'm going to use my little <laughs> okay. catchphrase. I, I, I <laughs> it's been a, it's Rocco, been a while. Do you have a drink? You need to take a shot. <laughs> <laughs> Hadn't said it in a while, so I had what, to like what, what blow the dust off. What's your riddle? If 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 EA or any or EVgo, I mean, let's just pick EA. Mm-hmm. If EA had been more aware, successful, positive experience, in other words, if they'd actually supported CCS correctly, made it work, and and had it so you could drive up to five stations and all five would work, would Tesla's adapter had any chance in hell of being adopted? Probably not. Um, it's a good question. <laughs> I think that, you know, yeah, EA has been a terrible experience. But the other thing is just simply the install base. I mean, how many EA, you know, can, any EA charging I, stations I agree. out there compared to Tesla charging stations? But, and, and I just don't think that the rate at which they're being made, I mean, that's why the government was trying to intervene to give some, uh, some financial incentive. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know. But it went the other way what they were planning. <laughs> I <feel like laughs> just a bit. <laughs> I mean, certainly giving customers a terrible experience. And I had it as a I3 driver with, uh, you know, having to charge and it just like not working, not being available. Oh, yeah. Um, and Tesla seamless. That's that's the thing, though. Again, the connector, it's the, it's the stations, right? It's the right. existing install based stations. If EA at some point changes to the Tesla Nax connector, um, well, you know, we're going to suck. That's, I mean, (laughs) unless they learn other things, unless they also learn how to be reliable and, you know, and, and also have, uh, 
an API that publishes the working stations. And so you know how many are, are in use. And I, yeah. yeah. Um, then, you know, I, it's, yeah, it's, it's not a package gonna, deal. It's still it's not going to be a better experience for but the consumer. I'll, I'll say this, you know, my experience with superchargers and, and I, and just for the record, I supercharge almost every single day. I, I run two Teslas. One, I don't drive as much. The other is, is my daughter and she drives it every single day. And that car gets supercharged almost every day. The experience is 99% great, but we did have an experience last week where the charger was supposed to be charging at uh, 18 cents a kilowatt. It was charging at 47 cents. And it took me all morning to find somebody at Tesla to report the problem and say, what are you going to do about it on my account? It was a very painful experience trying to. Okay, so the only, the most surprising thing about that story <laughs> is that you were able to get in touch with somebody. <laughs> it took some work. I'll be the first to admit that it took some serious work, and it took about an hour on hold with some very bad music. Don't, don't publish that phone number online because they'll disconnect it. Right? Like, yeah, keep, keep that one secret. But you know, once I reached someone, they were very professional. They took down all the information. They were a little surprised I was able to give the VIN number and the station ID and all that. They weren't expecting that. So they but gave you a refund? So that was they, the they, they refunded the whole charge, actually. Yeah, they, That's probably easier than, than doing Yeah, it's else. just trying to figure out the difference. I th they gave me the whole charge as a freebie. Mm -hmm. But it was literally an all-day experience. Okay, so now, that. now think about how much money you spent on that supercharging and then how yeah. much your time was worth trying to get somebody on the phone to even deal with that. <laughs> So well, what, by, how much was that, it? Like twenty bucks or something? Or? It, it was twelve bucks. It was twelve. Twelve bucks. bucks. Yeah. For how many hours? Uh, I probably had maybe five hours all in. Mike, you're not yeah. even making minimum wage. <laughs> <laughs> it was the principle behind it. I understand. I understand. I understand <laughs> but and, and I was really irritated because I've caught you know people bash on CCS chargers, and I use EVGO a lot. Well, hold on. Sorry. Before we move on from that, All right. can we? So can somebody insert a clip of Mike bashing on CCS adapters? Because he was. Because <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I'm certain that we have footage of that. Yeah, Sorry. Mike is the only one who is regularly okay. using them. So, still, so now. people bash on CCS adapters, including Mike. Go. Okay. Go All ahead, right, Mike. Please put right here. Right here. Okay. All right. Sorry. So but, your but point was. I'll, I'll call. You know, I've had issues with EVGO. You know, charger doesn't work, won't accept my RFI card, whatever. They have an 800 number on the charger. I've been able to call them. They pick up in about five minutes, and it's resolved as I sit in my car real time. You know, now sure. I've, I've called them a handful of times. And that's, and that's because they have so many problems that they need to. That may be, that in, may be the uh, case. In a call that, network. Uh, or they like just talk not, to somebody in India trying to help you out. They may not be as antisocial as Tesla is. <laughs> so. Sure. You know what, Mike? I think you should uh, send a message to to Tesla and. Uh, I did. Know. I actually tweeted to Elon, bitching about a supercharger network. Did Did he reply? No. <laughs> Mike and you know a hundred million other people tweeted That's right. to Elon. That's right. Why, why is he not listening one. to me? Yeah. I mean, you have to understand. It's over the years. It's been funny because early days. Um, you know, we used to have a thread on TMC, which has had a list of all the contacts, all the people you can contact, and they all worked. And, uh, yeah, you know, been a while, the, huh? <laughs> the, uh, the head of service, uh, you know, also communicated on our, our website. And uh, 
they certainly only wanted specific people communicating on the site. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, there was a lot of, a lot of contact. And then at some point they basically got rid of everybody that was sort of, uh, you know, PR or even like, you know, um, like if so you had a question yep. for journal, you know, like a journalist who, 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 who just yeah, their marketing the department. Yeah. Yeah. They, they completely went away. Communications department. Yeah. And, and you know, if anybody actually said anything, uh, it was anonymous, right? Like, you know, this communication person who didn't want to be named because if they got named, they might get fired, you know? Wow. Uh, at least they don't do the Twitter route. Whereas if you send them an email, they send you a poop emo emoji. <laughs> um, I didn't even get that. Yeah. But so now you just get nothing. So. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you got somebody on the phone and they, I they did, I did it. get a real oh. person who is very professional and polite, you know, prop props to him. And mm -hmm. uh, they, they did take care of the issue. When Don't say his name. He might get fired. No, I'm just that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I do have his name, but you're right. Or like for two dollars and forty cents an hour, you uh, you managed to. Uh, I got my satisfaction. Doug, do you like? <laughs> <laughs> Doug, you must be real fun at parties. Raining on his parade. I, I'm sorry. I just wanted to, to. Here I was. I was very proud. I actually reached a real life person at Tesla. Yeah, that's, that's an accomplishment. My parade. That's what I understand the reality of it. I mean, there used yeah. to be this this trick. Like, if you had your car in service and you're trying to contact service, you could never contact anybody at service. So what you had to do was call the sales line. And in sales, you'd actually get to talk to somebody and say, like, can you transfer me to service? And then you'd get to talk to somebody at <laughs> service. Uh, so, you know, you, that, you see where that's what my plan would have been. Honestly, like, I don't know. I haven't ever had to call. I mean, I've only had the car you know, almost a year. I'm, I'm like, man, what would I do if I had this problem or whatever? And I couldn't get to somebody. The only people I know how to call are the sales office. Right. So, like, that's who I would have called, honestly. But I've never had oh, I mean, no, wait, I take it back. There's yeah. a special secret plaid service only number that I'm not supposed to talk about. No, I'm just kidding. Uh-huh. <laughs> you you pay for a blue check mark. Super secret. That works. Super, super secret. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I mean, Tesla definitely is not a... They're like all the other big tech companies, to be honest. Or yeah, say most you get someone at Google. Can you get right? someone who, do you, who do you call at Google when you have a problem? What do you call Amazon nobody. when you have a problem? Because right? it's like, just not scalable, right? Unless right. you can have like an AI service person uh, that actually fixes problems for you. you know, Chatbots so. are going to take over the world. I, but, I, I mean, then and it may work. That may happen. So I don't know. Anyways, any more, any more with this connector? Is there anything else to say about I, it? I mean, so uh, I'm just curious. So Rocco, you said you were trying to tell your your you know family member how amazing or your mom or something how how amazing this is this news. Do you do you see it where in where you live, like other people that have or hesitant about EVs or other things? Do you think this type of change is going to be a positive impact to get more people to be willing to buy an EV? Or do you think it's it's not going to impact that at all? Right. Is it mostly just going to impact those of us that already have? them? Yeah, I think I think it's going to be beneficial for everyone, because it, as we all know, using the supercharger network is just, it's seamless. And so I, yep. I would have to imagine, I was going to mention earlier that they're probably going to have standards the Ford and GM have to follow. So you're not just going to, you know, have a touchscreen at the charger or whatever. And uh, they're probably going to require plug-in plug charge and require minimum so. charge rates <laughs> and all that type of stuff. And then, you know, that's going to help everyone. Uh, if, if all cars charge at a minimum rate, then, that's just it's just a win-win for everyone. All right. 
Okay. Yeah, honestly, I see nothing wrong with this. I think it's fine. I think it's a good a good result. They'll resolve whatever the issues are with the charge port parking. You know, we'll see what happens. Um, and uh, and you know, Tesla owners they're kind of worried about uh, you know having access or, or the superchargers being taken up. I mean, the only issues I've ever had with supercharging is in the Bay Area. Sometimes I had to wait a little bit to charge. And, you know, I think Tesla has sort of taken care of that. I mean, they just anywhere where there's like high density and there's a weight, then they just start building in. Yeah, they'll build more. They just build in more superchargers. And on a road trip, I've never had to wait. And say that. And well, uh, yeah, I suppose if you go at a, at a busy time, that's when it can be an issue. But uh, me personally, I've never had to wait. Uh, well, let's see, maybe I've waited once, but it was again, only a few minutes. Um, so they, I mean, they're, they're aware. And honestly, most places I go, there are ton and they're just, you know, idle cause they're just, they have, you know, they have to, you know, be ready for whatever peak and, and they seem to be doing that. So, um, so I, I think Tesla has this well handled. The main issue is for other networks, you know, so Tesla doesn't, Tesla network doesn't just be a monopoly and other networks actually learn <laughs> right learn to be a proper follower and uh and do the things tesla does and i don't think it requires the even though i like it the sort of plug and and charge sort of thing i don't think that's necessary i, I think they could you know you could tap or maybe maybe just allow a, a, a credit card you know like tap your credit card or whatever um i don't know that tesla would ever do that but um you know the other networks they can do that you know just just get the reliability up you know Make sure the thing isn't failing. Make sure the thing isn't uh, blowing up a Rivian. Though uh, that must be Rivian's fault, right? I mean, that, oh. <laughs> that has to be Rivian's fault, right? Um, if the 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 car is the one that telling the charger what to do, right? So uh, if the if the car catches fire, it must be the car's fault, right? Must be. Could Obviously. be. I mean, I'm just it saying. is statistically, it is most likely the car's fault. But so I'm, I, just, I only say that because I don't think we can blame EA for that, even though it's kind of funny. <laughs> just for the record, just for the record, Doug, there are reports of Volkswagen ID4 is burning at EA chargers. Again, is it EA? <laughs> <laughs> just I saying. Mean, the BMS is on the car, right? <laughs> the battery management system is on the car. They're both right? built by Volkswagen. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, no matter what it is, it's a software problem, I'm sure. That's right. That's right. There's yeah, a dark, there's a, there's a bug somewhere. But it's <laughs> software you know, the car should, should <laughs> you know should disconnect if it sees there's an, there's an issue. Uh, so, well, that's all what if it had a lidar? No, work. anyway. Yeah, so, oh. lidar. <laughs> right, so speaking of lidar, speaking of lidar, exactly. What a what a great segue. Speaking of not having lidar. So Tesla's man. So FSD. We we looked at some videos earlier, Rocco. Uh, you've been doing this the whole time, right? For a few years now in beta, seeing the progression. Are you optimistic for the future of FSD? Do you do you think it's you know Elon joked again saying he's going to regret saying this, but by the end of this year, do you think that timeline is <laughs> you know remotely accurate, or you know what are your thoughts? It really depends on your perspective on what type of full self driving you're looking at. If you're talking to where I can pull out of my driveway it, it pulls out of my driveway and i can fall asleep and show <laughs> up in a different state that's not going to happen this year um i think that could happen by end of decade 
for sure. Now, if we're talking, I, I don't think any form is going to happen this year. Next year, maybe curb the curb. And 2025 is what I'm saying for some level of robo taxi, whether it's geofenced or something. I think 2025 could be it. So two years ish, you're saying you think it's feasible. Boy, he, he was more optimistic than we were. <laughs> Fair. It just depends on since last year, I've noticed, you know, with AI training that goes uh, uh, exponential. And so I think we're at the bottom of the exponential curve right now. And so it just seems like every update, it used to be every update was like, you know, it could have been two steps back, one step forward. It could have been just two steps back, zero steps forward, or it could just, you know, something like that. Consistently, every up, major update, not not these point releases, but the major updates have been consistently, a, usually like two steps forward and maybe half to no step back. So every single one has been consistent improvements versus back in the early up days, it, you, you didn't know what you were getting. Uh, it could be worse at one thing, better at something else. But since the 10.69 updates, it's been consistently better with every major update. Sure. It's definitely better. Uh, you know, I, I got my car December 2018 and, uh, you know, autopilot back then tried to kill me. <laughs> was, actively no yeah, actively yeah i was on a uh like a four lane road uh two going in each direction and i'm in the left lane and uh on the you know the yellow divider and it tried to drive try to get me head in <laughs> head on collision with the guy uh going the other way and of course i stopped it but uh nowadays it seems pretty good it's definitely much much better and that's amazing that i have the same car that i bought years ago and it's effectively you know over the years it's a different car and it's a better car than it was when i first got it um so that's pretty impressive uh i you know i don't know i i don't know if we'll see robo taxis maybe some level of robo taxi i think it's so important to tesla's revenue for that to happen like they they you mean for their stock price yeah yeah okay probably the <laughs> stock price but like they which is correlated to revenue. Sure. Um, I mean, they're making a lot of money right now without robo-taxis. Right. But, uh, I mean, I think they've really staked the future of the company on it. Um, and, okay. you know, we just spent at least a half hour talking about, uh, you know, the charging stations and stuff like that. And that, you know, that what do they get out of it? You know, they probably get, you know, just a marginal amount of money out of, out of, uh, out of selling, you know, electricity or, or being a charging station anyway. Um, but you know the FSD and the the possibility of robo taxis, the the real buy in of of a subscription fee uh, that people actually pay and and are willing to pay for uh, for a service. I mean that that's a big a big deal. I don't know twenty twenty five. I'm not sure if that will really happen. Uh, but it is definitely getting better. I don't know if I can say the rate is accelerating uh, necessarily. It's definitely a lot better and maybe their feedback system is better now. Uh, but in terms of like how they dial in to improve certain issues. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'm as optimistic, but it's definitely better. So I'm optimistic about the future in general and I'm happy with my car. Uh, even when it does kind of dumb things, it's still pretty cool. Like just last night I had to drive for like several hours and it's a pretty low stress uh, thing, you know? Uh, so I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. 
So, yeah, if I go, I, if I go based on, uh, I, I, I take a trip almost every year to Michigan and back, and I kind of keep track of how many disengagements, not, not you know, super accurately, but this year was substantially better than last May. So over the course of a year, it went from just you lost count of how many disengagements, you know, fifty plus, and then this year is maybe fifteen for the whole trip up. And uh, I went hours without having to do anything. Um, just, you know, keep the hand on the wheel and just pay attention. And so that's never happened before until these most recent updates. So I could imagine, like, if you, you know, do that another year out, where is it going to be? Could, could it be down to, like, five disengagements for the 700 miles? Um, yeah, I guess the issue is, I mean, that is a, f- a figure of merit. How many times did I have to intervene? But like the, the, the step over to can I actually not pay attention? That, that seems like such a big step because uh, something unexpected happens and, uh, you know, and then, uh, you know, someone gets injured. Uh, I, I think on our last show, I mentioned a, there was a deer just, you know, about to walk in my lane and, you know, and FSD didn't do anything about it. There was a, I think just last week, there was a video that came out of someone on FSD and it ran over a dog. And, you know, you don't want to, that, that's not going to affect your life, but, uh, you know, you definitely want it avoiding a deer. <laughs> um, it's debatable if it should avoid a dog only because by avoiding it, it might cause something worse to happen. But I would like it to avoid dogs. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, I don't right. run over. I don't even want. I don't want to run over squirrels. You know, uh, if it's if it's somebody else's safety, run over the squirrel. I'm sorry. I'd rather but, hit um, another person than a dog. No, I'm <laughs> I don't want to. I don't hurt it. I don't want to do either. Uh, yeah. But um, but yeah, someone just ran over a dog, and the FSD beta didn't do anything. Now I saw that video, and that dog sort of really kind of ran out there, and I can't even say if if I were driving, if I would have managed to avoid the dog myself though if i'd seen a dog out there i probably would have slowed down just to begin because i know a dog is unpredictable so so what do you you think in terms of that like are you really ready to like you know you think in you think in two years we'll be able to take a nap yeah that's hard to say i mean it's possible um possible i I think it's going to be um at most it's going to be heavily geofenced so it's going to be heavily restricted um, in 25. So I, I don't think it's going to be level five in 2025 to be clear. Uh, yeah. You said I, by I the end it, of the decade is what you were thinking. For that. Yeah. yeah I, I could definitely see level five, not with current hardware. Um, mm-hmm. level four. That was my next I, question for you. So, <laughs> okay. So not with current hardware, what do you think is lacking with the hardware? Um, mostly the ability for the cameras to clean themselves. I, I, I just want to reply. There's a, a comment. Uh, BitJam says it was Waymo that hit a dog, not FSD. AP did save the life of a deer that ran in front of my car. No, really, you should look. There's definitely a Tesla FSD uh, beta uh, ran over a dog. Uh, I mean, it's you know, it's disturbing. You don't actually see the dog because the cameras aren't on the nose, like Mike knows. <laughs> I want, but that's that's a view I don't want to see. But uh, but if you if you look for it, you'll find it. We won't we won't play yeah. it here. There, there's a Waymo one as well, but yes, there was also a, um, or I, at least I saw some some news about a Waymo thing a while ago, but with it too. But uh, um, now, uh, some somewhat related, there was a Washington Post article that came out uh, recently that had uh, that had some information about like uh, you know number of crashes and and 
and fatalities uh, while using uh, Tesla versus other vehicles. Um, I don't know if we want to go on about that, but my main complaint about it, though, it's it's looking at total numbers and you know, and Tesla just has so many more cars that have these kind of features than anyone else. I don't think that's the right, you know, way to compare them. Um, you really need to look at percentages of to like total miles, which I don't do. Does any other manufacturer do that? Not that I'm aware of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the problem is like, there's so many, different things that are relevant, right? So like highway miles are different from city miles. Mm -hmm. um, number of cars, population density, number, you know, all, like there's, there's so many factors, you know, weather, you know, was it bad weather versus, you know, good weather. So it's, it's hard to, it's hard to really compare those things. Um, certainly though, I think we could all agree, or at least I think most people could agree that there have been more incidents with FSD as a whole, as there have been more drivers with FSD, right? Like that's just mm -hmm. going to happen. Um, now the, the question is, is it going up or down? <laughs> right. So like we have a baseline of there's been a certain amount of accidents for a certain number of FSD drivers um, over time. Is it going to go down with, you know, how many incidents occur? Is it going to reduce the number of accidents that those drivers would experience otherwise? Um, and that we don't know yeah. yet. But I mean, at some that's point, important. I mean, you do want like per vehicle per mile uh, when, yeah, comparing one system to another. But at some point you do need to con be concerned about total incidents. Right. Um, and uh, right. If, if more people get FSD beta now, I mean, like I know it's not something I'd want. Uh, I don't know. It's not something I want my dad who's like 90. <laughs> I wouldn't want him using it. I mean, I would hope it would, it would probably would actually, actually, I'm sorry. I, it would if he was driving, you would want him using it, <laughs> but you'd prefer he didn't drive at all, right? Well, if you're a regular driver, the problem is is just getting comfortable with it, right? Um, so the inexperienced driver, it's a weird kind of curve, right? Like as you get um, confident in it, you may be more likely to have an accident because you trust it too much. Um, I, you know, I'm, at least I think I know that I, there are things where I need to pay extra attention and, and I'm always sort of ready. Um, but I mean, that was the reason for the, the first sort of Tesla deaths, right. Uh, you know, that the, the driver, and this was just autopilot, just lane keeping essentially. Uh, and, uh, you know, the driver was just, uh, just a big Tesla fan and just really confident and, uh, and, and what the product was and just didn't realize that, that it was actually quite limited and wasn't going to see a, uh, a semi truck, you know, a white semi truck across an overcast sky, and and actually, you know, and not break for that. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm I would I have, yeah I I think I <laughs> think is I like the Tesla approach in terms of progress, like putting it out there and 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 having people report the 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 errors and the disengagements. I feel like that is what really pushes progress, um, but it is risky. You know, I think I think you will have more accidents and certainly. A certain type of driver probably shouldn't have it. Uh, so, and they used yeah. to have a filter, which wasn't the best filter, but that sort of filter of your of your driving safety score, right? Um, yeah. And now anybody gets it, right? Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but the thing is, they'll take your money, right? They'll take your money regardless. Right. So, um, the, the, so the, 
they couldn't quite have that filter. If they had the filter and didn't take your money, but then why would they not take the money? So it's, uh, I, I'm not really sure what the right, uh, the right answer is there. Uh, the right approach. The bright side with the, the camera monitoring, it's pretty hard to gain the system now. So it's, you, you have to pay attention. You you have to have your hand on wheel, your eyes forward. Like if I look at the screen too long, it, it beeps. That means hey, please look at the road. Yeah. Well, I, I bet where yeah. if I pick up my phone, it, it winds. I've got my phone in my hand. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's something Tesla rejected at the beginning. They're like, what do we need driver monitoring for when the car will just drive itself? And you know, it's that <laughs> Elon living in the future instead of realizing the practicality of, of right now. Elon doesn't tend to relate to normal humans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, of, course, but, you of know, course you need to monitor. People are going to cheat it. The water bottle thing, the weight thing. Well, yeah, I, mean, the I know. Current... I know many of our listeners have done that. Mark used to talk about it all the time. He used it <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly, well, <laughs> the currency right now is to wear sunglasses. Uh, it does not bother me for looking at the screen for an extended period of time when I'm wearing sunglasses because it, it doesn't matter where my eyes are. Yeah, I keep my head straight, but I mean, I'm you know, I'm looking at the screen, and uh, it, if I don't have my sunglasses on, it, it yells at me pretty pretty quickly within a couple minutes of me trying to figure out what the proper route is supposed to be while the while the car is driving. But yeah, so yeah, I I, I agree that uh, we need you know the hardware needs to change, needs to update, um, and part of that is the the monitoring uh, the mo- monitoring of the. Uh, I guess, of the so getting back to that, Rocco said. He mm-hmm. thinks camera cleaning, self-cleaning camera stuff. So hardware four does not contain that. So you're thinking a hardware five may be necessary. You think that they're going to get to that point? Well, no, so to be clear, I, they can get have a robo taxi with the current uh, hardware. Um, the compute power is the main concern uh, for me. Um, and with the camera locations, a little bit for some blind corners we have quite a few here in the mountains uh with a lot of foliage and everything and they've improved it nonetheless with what they have currently uh it works a lot better than it did in the past but there's only so much you can do if you the car literally can't see to the left because the camera is a little bit too far back um or to the right even and I, I think at worst case scenario, they could upgrade the computer and geofence at certain areas, you know, restricted certain roads and the current camera layout could do it. Um, they could be like no snow, no dirt roads, no heavy rain, but you have a robo taxi. Um, but in order to do you no know, snow, uh, heavy rain, any condition a human would be in, I think they're going to have to new computer, maybe an additional camera uh, up front but uh that's you know to be seen they gotta so I, I think they lost. could have a bare minimum <laughs> geofence. yeah yeah exactly and it might be this version doesn't do parking lots it might be curb to curb uh, they can still have a robot taxi without doing parking lots sure hmm yeah I, I think there definitely will be a hardware five at some point maybe hardware six or whatever i mean uh, if the if the product is going to improve, there there will need to be uh, better hardware, uh, and uh, of course, like the sensors and stuff will get cheaper and better over time too, right? So you'll want to be able to take advantage of that. So I think there definitely will be other versions of the hardware. And they're they're probably gonna so hardware four. Then it wasn't confirmed to have radar. Yeah, 
I, I think right now we're seeing, and we don't know, it's possible the hardware for it now is like a 3.5 as well. Like it might be a, that's right. Might not be a full four that for the cars that people have got out there, but yes, they're definitely adding radar back in and there's been radar modules in cars. That are- right. I mean, what we've seen is like, you know, some cameras with like, you know, Ruby Sapphire lenses uh, that seem to indicate that they're, they're different. Um, but they're still in the same locations. But, you know, there's a hint with the, looking at the Cybertruck that, you know, they're going to add a, a camera on the nose, uh, which they should, obviously, um, right. which is so obvious, Mike. Everybody knows that. So Everyone <laughs> knows that, Mike. <laughs> um, so that, yeah, uh-huh. so, you, that, so right now maybe like a 3.5, and so we'll see if there's a, a 4 or something. Um, my, my guess with the radar is that it's not necessary to make the rubber taxi, but it helps improve safety. So you can, um, you know, you can see a car in front of a car with the radar. You can see through heavy rain, fog, snow with the radar. And so that, that would be my guess is why they're adding it strictly for the to improve safety more or less than be necessary. Sure. Tesla vision was going to save the world. It still might, Mike. It yeah, still might. No, that's still still possible. The world is still here. It hasn't hasn't needed saving yet. So, so Elon is concerned that he's contributed to uh, to AI uh, destroying the world, and uh, so we'll see. At some point, uh, instead of uh, you know the cars avoiding the pedestrians, it may start to aim at the pedestrians. So we'll yeah when you see it say target acquired on your screen (laughs) (laughs) the main thing is when the headlights turn red that's that's it that's the giveaway that's that's the new tesla game forget the steam deck in my car all righty well uh man it's been another it's been another podcast (laughs) man i'm just looking at the clock where's the time gone we get we get we get seriously talk about this stuff all day or anyway, but we will respect the the time of our listeners. Yeah, not do so. Um, so it was great having you on, Rocco. Um, uh, definitely, I'm going to be checking yeah. out more of your videos. I, I looked through some of them uh, when we were talking earlier, and uh, there's a few in there, like even your non-Tesla ones that I found I find interesting. Um, but I'm but I'm also a tech geek nerd person, so um, I'm probably your your audience. But let me ask you real quick, Rocco. Like, when you take yeah. your videos, are you is this just drives that you're already doing anyway, or are they like, um, you know, is it is it uh, like, are you driving specifically to test something out? Um, for the most part, they're dry. So I, I, I like to just I, I make a loop around town every weekend to go, you know, do grocery shopping. Uh, I go on a hike with my dog. Um, so it just happens to line up. And so I, I do it so often. I just make, make it into a test loop. And so that, I, I like to keep my routes as consistent as possible, you know, trying yeah, to you know, scientific so purposes. When you compare um, A to A and B to B. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, so I think you, it's a, I think it's a great historical record of like, you know, this sort of steady improvement. And, uh, you know, so, I, you know, I, you'd have to be a special kind of nerd to watch every one of those videos, but, uh, but I, I'm glad that it's there. But we're out there. Three of us. Yeah. And, and I think it's, I think it's a real resource is the thing. So. And, so, and anyone that watches it, doing. 
Yeah, the, the old videos won't have this, but the new ones have chapters in it. So uh, obviously most people don't have the time to watch through a new 12, 20 minute video. So if you want to just get the highlights, just clip through the chapters. And sure. Clip through um, each part and see what went wrong and what's good. So Rocco, do you have, so you have a YouTube channel. Do you have any other social media things or do you want to plug your, what's your channel name for the viewers and listeners? So well, my channel name now is just my name, Rocco Speranza. I, th- I think I have my second personal channel with the same name, but um, look for the image of the Tesla and it'll be pretty Kinda obvious. It gives it away. <laughs> well, yeah. we'll, we'll, uh, we'll include all that in our show notes. Yeah, we'll put it in the show notes. So. And in my Twitter handle, Rocco, Rocco with a, uh, I think it's a zero for the first O, Rocco Speranza is my Twitter handle. Funny enough, there are more Rocco Speranzas in the world, mostly in Italy. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say, uh, it's a very Italian name. <laughs> I would know as as my name is Luigi. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, alrighty, so uh, great. So yeah, check check out Rocco's channel. Um, and as always, uh, we appreciate you guys hanging out with us, uh, listening, all your comments, feedbacks, uh, likes, dislikes. Um, thank you to the producers and those behind the show helping make this happen. Uh, Adam, big shout out. Uh, yeah, awesome yeah, work. Uh, Danny, um, and yeah, and James, Seb, yeah, I know you're out there. Him. Hope things are good, Seb. We'll see you, you know, maybe see you next time. Um, and uh, yeah, supporting member on the site. Yeah, go to teslamotorsclub.com. Become a supporting <laughs> member. I can't forget that one. And uh, we'll see you guys next time.